Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Saint of Wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Santos Esquivel Jr. I hope you're having a good day so far, and thank you for tuning in after a long hiatus, which uh, the whole Shooting Star Press crew took to focus on the 13th issue of the Two Sweet Mag. Available now. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Two Sweet Magazine. Uh, we have a Twitter, Two Sweet Mag on Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, but uh, it has been a while since our last interview, but boy, oh boy, do we have a great guest today. He is the current UWN television champion. You can catch him weekly on NWA's Power Program, available on their YouTube channel. He is also a part of Strictly Bu- the Strictly Business Stable and one half of the Wild Cards. Ladies and gentlemen, Royce Isaacs. How's your day going so far, sir? Hey man, I'm I'm doing okay. Other than uh, the the car repairs uh, going on right now, I'm doing wonderful. Like obviously that's like going to the dentist is a downer. Oh but, yeah, I can. Uh, whatever, man. I hit the gym already. I'm feeling good. It was chest day. It was a good day, man. Oh right on. So uh, speaking of like chest day and such, uh, what uh, what what kind of like workout do you have to do to prepare for the physicality of pro wrestling? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, pro wrestling is a controlled car crash. So it's not like, you know, other than actually practicing wrestling, there's, there's not a ton of like lifts. I don't think like, it's one of those things that I, I sure I could do functional strength workouts. Like I I know some people are really into the Olympic lifts and I I love Olympic lifting, but I don't think they're necessarily like, I don't think that's the answer, especially with like the workload that you're putting on your body. So I honestly do mostly like big core lifts obviously uh squat deadlift bench press uh weighted pull-ups all that kind of stuff and then from there i do honestly a lot of uh bodybuilding style work because it's also a very aesthetic sport where you want to look your best um you know i do a lot of extra cardio i'll do something like functional like boxing training or something like that so that way i'm burning some calories and keeping my cardio up and doing stuff that involves my muscles while i do it but other than that you know i'm i'm in the wrestling ring training you know a few times a week as well and you know doing shows on the weekends and stuff like that but the the best practice for wrestling is wrestling itself yeah you know, performing in front of a live crowd and getting out there and doing it versus you know i can't there's no lift that I can program myself into that I'm like, this is going to get me ready for Sunday. Like it's just not the case. (laughs) Oh man. I completely understand. And that's a great uh, metaphor. Like the controlled uh, car, car crash. That's, that's, I've never heard that. That's actually a really good one because I mean, you're putting your body on the line, uh, you know, for, uh, for the sport. And uh, it's one thing that you notice when, when you watch NWA is that everybody, everybody there definitely has, uh, the athletic build, you know, and uh, they they look like they could take a hit. Uh, what what would you say is like the 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 toughest spot to take, or the toughest uh, you know uh, body to mat uh, uh, hit to take? Um, anything where you're whipping your head around. Obviously, you have to really tuck your chin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here's the thing: is I've had I've separated my shoulder before. I've gotten busted open. I've you know, I've, I've had quite a few injuries between, um, my, my college sports and then, you know, pro wrestling, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like you can get a new shoulder, you can get new knees, you can rehab all that, but it's like your brain is, there's really only one of those. So that's the one thing that you're really over everything else got to keep in good condition. And I'm pretty lucky that 
I haven't had too much head trauma, but at the same time, pretty much everything in wrestling is going to be traumatic to your head in some way. So it's really like anything that's whipping you down, like an Alabama slam is pretty miserable. You know, if you don't really tuck up correctly, like you just got to, that's, that's why neck strengthening is actually, that is one thing that I do for, uh, I guess, going back to the uh, workouts that I do that probably not a lot of other people do. Like, obviously, everyone does the traps, you know, the, the shrugs for, um, you know, uh, aesthetics and whatnot. But I actually have a neck harness and uh, I'll do some uh, band work for the sides of the, of the neck as well. And obviously, like neck bridges are really good because you want to have a really strong neck so that way it can kind of hold everything in place and when you tuck your chin, your your neck's not gonna snap backwards. Gotcha. Good lord, I can't can't even imagine like having a, uh, you know, having one of those whiplash things happen in the middle of a match, and you're still trying to you know pertain to the match and have some have an injury occur. Uh, it's it's really uh, it's mind blowing to see when when you hear after the fact, of course, because everybody's so professional inside the ring that you do, you can't see or don't really see when someone gets hurt, but you hear after the fact. That uh, after sure. the match that, that somebody gets hurt, and you're like, I can't believe they finished the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I always kind of told myself that, you know, if I got an injury, I would try to finish the match, except for if it was a head injury. Mm-hmm. I always told myself if you can push through the pain of like a shoulder thing, a knee thing, a back thing, if you can still at least perform to keep going, unless it's obviously like, oh, you blew out your your knee completely and you can't even stand up, obviously stop the match. But my thing was always like, all right, well, if something happens to my head, I need to stop because the the idea of possibly getting a second concussion is literally fatal. Like I've seen the the Chris Nowinski uh, uh, presentation on it. It's, I mean, it's it's dangerous. It's serious shit, you know? But um, that said, I've also had a few instances in a match where I definitely was concussed and I was just like, well, I'm not going to let this ruin my match. I got to keep going or whatever. I, um, I took a really, really nasty, uh, uh, um, sunset flip power bomb from jungle boy in my, in my bar wrestling debut <laughs> and jungle boy is one of my best friends. And oh, wow. I, it was a match that meant a lot to me and bar wrestling is a great promotion. And, uh, I, I went blank for a second, but then I just was like, I, I have to just keep going. Like this is the show must go on. I can't just call it, call it quits early. And so it's like one of those things you think, Oh, I really shouldn't do this. But I don't know if you have a certain mind, men, mindset or mentality, I think I would call it like a wrestler or a warrior mindset. But I think my mom would call it a dumb mind, <laughs> mindset or mentality. Um, yeah, and you kind of push through it. Yeah. No, absolutely. My mom, my mom is a big supporter, but she also is the biggest warrior about me. And, and for a reason, like, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, wrestling is dangerous. Like, like yeah. literally we have just been talking about for this whole time. It's, it's dangerous. And, uh, I get why she's that way, but <laughs> I will also say that like wrestling is my favorite thing in the entire world. And I don't know what else I would do other than wrestle. So yeah, wow. it is what it is, man. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, what what era did you grow up? You said that, of course, wrestling is is your passion. Uh, what era did you grow up watching? Was there a specific era? I mean, I even though I grew up in the uh, Attitude era, 
Um, at that time, my cousin was barely introducing me to, you know, Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior, uh, Ric Flair. Um, and he, he broke down when NWA turned into WCW. I remember like catching on all that mythos as a kid. And then, you know, being introduced a little bit later to the attitude era and stuff like that. Um, what, whatever did you grow up, uh, you know, really admiring the sport? So, uh, for me, it was definitely... Attitude Era, because I'm, I'm 31. I just turned 31 a few weeks ago, and um, that's like right when I was starting to get into it, that's when the Attitude Era started, and obviously, like, Stone Cold was my man. The Rock was amazing, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, I did, obviously, now I've gone back, and I've studied the Masters, and I've studied a lot of the people from the 80s and early 90s and whatnot, but... You know, I when I was getting into it, I was a kid and I was watching with my dad, and it was like all the cool people were the people that were the cool people in the Attitude Era. You know, Kane, Mankind, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and it's interesting because now that uh, you're in, in the NWA, I mean, uh, of course. Uh, WWF at the time and now WWE was, uh, you know, it transitioned into a pro wrestling, uh, from pro wrestling into a sports entertainment where it was more about the story than the matches. And now you're in the NWA, which is uh, is more about the matches, the performances, and of course promos take a, a, a big part. And uh, and it's it's one of my favorite parts are the promos. Uh, but uh, do you feel like there is a difference? I've I've spoken to a few people and and they do. Um, feel like the there seems to be a difference between sports entertainment and wrestling, even though uh, I guess you could say uh, the presentation, it, it might just boil down to presentation. Um, I mean, there's different styles everywhere. Uh, not, to, not to skirt around um, the question, but it's like, then you look at, you know, Mexico, there's Lucha Libre. You look at Japan, there's Strong Style and King's Road. Like, there's different ways to present wrestling. At the end of the day, it's all wrestling. I think a lot of the like sports entertainment versus pro wrestling is boiled down to fans arguing amongst themselves. And I don't mean <laughs> that. I don't mean that in a negative way or, or to take a shot. I just mean it's like us wrestlers just want to wrestle. And yeah. some people obviously favor different styles over another. Um, you know, like even on uh, the NWA brand itself, I think you have someone like, uh, like Eli Drake is obviously very influenced by like uh, The Rock and um, uh, 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 excuse me, Ric Flair, and it's like he's he's also himself at the same time. He has his own thing, but you can see where he got his influence from and how he acts. But then you also have someone like Eddie Kingston, who is very obviously influenced by uh, like pro wrestling, like old school Japanese wrestling. And then also he came out of, you know, the East Coast with, like, Chikara and all this. Stuff. It's like he's a completely different – but they're both – I mean, when you look at Eli Drake and then you look at Eddie Kingston, you also are looking at two of the top promos in the entire business and for different reasons. So it's like everyone at the NWA looks like a man. Everyone at the NWA uh, can cut a promo. And everyone at the NWA can wrestle. We just all bring different backgrounds and styles. Um, you know, I was, I was trained by this guy, Lonnie Valdez in Denver, Colorado. And it was like, he, I thought he had a very like open, neutral, whatever works for you, works for you style. Cause he had studied a little bit of everything. Um, and a lot of my early training 
was just me trying to find myself, which I think was really, really beneficial for myself. And then later, um, I got to train a little bit internationally and I trained at the DDT Academy, uh, uh, or the DDT Jojo, excuse me, uh, in Tokyo when I did some, some tours for them. And that was also obviously eye opening. And the other thing is just being able to travel around a little bit and wrestle different styles. I started to learn what worked for me, what didn't work for me, what I liked, what I didn't like. So it's like we all have our own methods and ways and what we like and what we're influenced by. But at the end of the day, man, if you're seven in a squared circle, it's all wrestling, man. Yeah. Excellently put, sir. Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's it's uh, it makes it more interesting when you do see two styles that you would think would clash, but actually come together. And you know the, the of course the professionals put it together in a way that uh, you may not have thought of before of, of seeing two styles that that like I said would you think would clash and it w- it works. Um, Absolutely. I mean the whole the whole idea of wrestling is like this conflict and then conflict resolution. Whether it's between a good guy and a bad guy, a David and a Goliath, a speedy guy and a power guy, whatever it is, or like, or sometimes it's two bruising hosses or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever what have you. But everything is about there being some kind of a difference, whether it's between the people or the styles, and then it reaching some kind of a conclusion. So I agree. Sometimes it's like the opposite styles that you're like, I don't know how this is going to mix mm-hmm. are actually quite in fact the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, do you have, uh, do you have an example of like uh, you, someone that you wrestled uh, with that had a different style, uh, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to yours that the match turned out <laughs> a lot better than, than you would have I mean, expected? Rather, rather than a, a specific one match or whatever, I will say like, so, I would say that my style is very, um, I do a lot of throws. I do a lot of, you know, uh, strong strikes and holds and whatnot. Um, and a lot of mat based stuff. Uh, but when I was in Japan, I was tag teaming with Dan Shokudino, who, if you know him, his, uh, gimmick is pretty much that he's a homosexual man and that he's trying to, kiss and uh molest his opponents and whatnot and it, it sounds way worse when you just say it out loud i guess it's very cute and fun and he's a, he's a master of, of comedy and i enjoyed tagging with him quite a bit even though our actual styles were quite different and i don't know, i think he's a fucking genius like honestly i think that that guy's brain for wrestling and the way he would play with the tropes of wrestling mm-hmm. and the way that he would make everything fun and enjoyable and uh, I don't know. I think I think he's great. But like that's some of the funnest times that I've had. Um, other than obviously now being with the NWA and being on the biggest stage that I've been. Yeah, that's uh, man. That sounds awesome. I, I really want to do a deep dive and see if I could find any videos of that because that sounds really great. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all on. Um, DDT has its own uh, streaming service, I believe. Awesome. Uh, DDT World, maybe, or DDT Universe. They have, you can find English instructions somewhere to find. It's, it's not, it's not very expensive. Maybe like seven or eight bucks a month if you're, if you're real interested in. Yeah. You should be able to find it. Other than that, I just, ha- I have one uh, DDT match on YouTube. But like right after I did, uh, I started doing DDT. They switched over to their streaming service, so everything else is all on, uh, all on their own thing. 
That's awesome. Uh, well, you, you've, uh, uh, of course, you're you're the television champion of UWN. You're you uh, you you feature weekly, mostly weekly on NWA on Power. Um, and aside from DDT, which you obviously have a high regard of, is there any other promotion that stood out to you that maybe one that you learned a lot from, like another promotion? Um, I mean, it's all been this. This whole journey is 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 continuing. It's a whole. It's like a living, breathing, growing thing. So uh, I also, if I say any specific promotions, they're going to be pissed that I left them out. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> my, my, my biggest thing right now is <laughs> is that I'm an NWA wrestler. Uh, that's who is uh, uh, paying me, and that's who is uh, uh, promoting Royce Isaacs, and that's who I'm super fucking grateful for because I wouldn't have the lifestyle that I do right now without them. That's um awesome. And, and they put me on the biggest platform that I've ever been on and showcased me and I've been able to show what I can do. So um, that's what I'm all about right now is NWA all day. Awesome. Well, uh, I mean, uh, speaking of that, I mean, you have a, a storied singles and tag career outside of the NWA, but what brought you and Thomas Latimer together to form the wild cards? Well, we were, uh, we were at the Crockett Cup and obviously the Crockett Cup is a tag team based mm-hmm. Uh, a tournament and I mean I don't know if I was just there thinking I could just show up and <laughs> be part of the thing or what they were going to do but they said hey there's an opportunity if you want to be in this battle royal if you can win it and uh, I'm not sure how Tom got over there from, from the UK but <laughs> we were both sitting there and we thought you know we're both big dogs both good looking men let's get up in there and let's wrestle some some bitches and we won that's awesome. This battle royal and yeah. the rest of them there was history. It was like, oh, I guess we're like kind of a good, you know, team dynamic here. We we got something going on here. And uh, that you do, sir. Man, I uh, I've been really blessed that uh, you know things kind of just fell into place like that. Yeah, that's that's truly awesome. I mean, you've gone on to uh, to face. I mean, as the Rock and Roll Express, you know, uh, as the Wild Cards, uh, you've held the titles even. So obviously, it, you two you two working together really really uh, means something. You know, it really uh, brings forth the best in both of you. Um, is there anybody that you're looking like a, a specific tag team that you're looking forward to to performing with to to wrestling with? I mean, obviously, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance has quite a few mm-hmm. uh, good tag teams uh, that are already uh, performing. I mean, I think first order of business is we want to get our belts back from James Storm and Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. I think uh, being able to wrestle against Eddie Kingston and Homicide was a really good experience early on into our, our tag team days. I think that getting to learn while also you know, wrestle against the Rock and Roll Express has been great. Um, there are some other tag teams, obviously, outside the NWA that would be, you know, lovely dream matches, but that's one of those things that seems a little bit farther off. Yes. I think other than getting our tag team titles back in our hands, I would love a rubber match with PCO and Brody King. Nice. Or if, you know, PCO is, is locked up with, uh, obviously, he's doing great as a singles uh, with, this, with the ROH championship, mm-hmm. then obviously Brody and Marty or Brody and... Uh, flip would be, that you know, would be really, awesome. really great. You know, I think that strictly business and villain ink is, you know, that's a few that writes itself. Yeah, definitely does. I mean, uh, strictly business is definitely the the top faction at, at NWA at the moment. Of course, alongside uh, Nick Aldis, Camille, 
uh, Tom Nutter. I was going to ask, actually ask, uh, is Scott Steiner uh, a part of uh, Strictly Business or was he an honorary member? Uh, I want to say he's an honorary member. He's like a, he's like, you know, he he was like our forefather. So we got to show nice. respect. And, you know, he's, you know, I'm, we want to talk about another guy that I'm influenced by or that I have a lot of love for. Scott Steiner is, I mean, if you look at my work, it should be obvious. And also just if you've ever checked out my social media, um, it should also be pretty obvious. I'm, I'm a huge Big Papa Pump fan. So anytime he wants to be a part of Strictly Business, you know, it's an open invite for him for sure. Awesome. That is really, really cool. Is there anybody else uh, within the organization that takes care of business well enough that you think could qualify as a uh, one more member? Uh, see, it's tough. Like, you know, there's, there's people that you see that have uh, have potential. Like, I think Ricky Starks has a great potential, but he's not enough of a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> gotcha. maybe maybe one day, but he's like too busy being, you know, goody two shoes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, I mean, it sounds like everybody has a really good rapport backstage at NWA. Is that uh, safe to say? It's a it's a great group. Uh, I can't say enough about how. Not just talented, but how much of a pleasure it is to be able to work with, you know, everyone at NWA. It's a bunch of pro professionals. Awesome, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's definitely uh, uh, noticeable, you know, that everybody not only works well together, but has like this uh, respect uh, for one another, and not just through the promos, but in the matches themselves. Uh, it, what's it like to work with Billy Corgan? It, um, have you had a chance to like sit down and have a conversation with him? Yeah, no, Billy is a, Billy, here's the thing is Billy is very hands-on there. I, it would, I would be hard pressed to find a talent that, you know, is, 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 is with the NWA that hasn't worked with him or talked with him in some capacity. He makes himself very available. This isn't like, it's not like he just, you know, bought the NWA and then stepped back with his hands off it. Like, all right, make, make this thing happen. Like he's there in the trenches with us making this thing work. So it's, which has been amazing. You know, like it's like, you don't necessarily expect that from, uh, from like, you know, the, like the big boss, you know what I mean? So it's been really cool that he does have such a hands-on approach and it's been really cool to, I mean, like I grew up in the attitude era, I grew up in the nineties. So I'm not gonna lie. Of course, it's really cool to, you know, work with someone like that who, um, you know, is such an icon from the 90s. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and hey, he's still an icon. He's, he's about to leave on tour with Guns N' Roses. I so. was going to say, oh, yeah. I was actually going to say, I just finished watching the, uh, the squared, uh, no, the circle squared, the end of the squared, circle yeah. squared uh, episode. And the intro is him, uh, about to, uh, you know, get on stage. Like he's, he's giving the introduction to his promotion and he's he's got his stage behind him, you know, about to perform. I thought that was amazing. I'm like, man, he's still going at it. Like, not only is he, uh, you know, taking a hands-on approach in NWA, but he's still going on tour, which is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy that he's you know got so much. He's he wears so many hats. And he's got so much going on, and he's able to just kill it at everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's truly great. Uh, it, it was also his decision, um, I believe it was his decision, to uh, go back to the studio uh, approach to tapings for power. How, do you yeah. find any uh, any conflict with that, or do you, uh, is it uh, does it make it easier, or is there any kind of uh, effect that it has on, on uh, the wrestling that happens inside the ring? I love it. I, I mean, 
I think it's a great idea. I think it's shown uh, in our footage. I think, you know, having this crowd that's interactive and really seems to care about everyone has been really, really good for us. Um, obviously, we're going to take a step outside of that for Crockett Cup this year and uh, run at a, a different venue, although still in Atlanta. And so that's that's great. I think it's great to obviously take some chances and get outside there as well. But I think that the actual studio wrestling aspect has been one of the most positive aspects because you have a really, really hot live crowd that really cares and wants to be there and it gets invested in what's going on with the wrestling. So uh, I can't say enough positive things about our crowd and I can't say enough positive things about just the, the general idea of the uh, uh, old school studio wrestling because it's actually different from what other people are doing, yes. which I think is really important when you're trying to you know, it's like you can either try to be WWE and no one's going to be WWE more than WWE, or you can try to make your own brand and make your own thing. And I think we've managed to make our own thing. That's really unique. And I mean, it seems like if you look at, if you ask the people around it and you ask the people who are watching it, we seem to love it. So it's like, you know, what Absolutely. else, uh, what else can you ask for? You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, Tim Storm, I think, said it best. Like, everybody, it feels like a family. You know, everybody is so into it. And yeah. Not only that, but the audience is so into it, they they sometimes interrupt, uh, you know, uh, a talent while they're giving their promo. And it gives the, the whoever it is giving the promo an opportunity to, to learn how to handle a situation like that. You see everybody uh, um, attempting to, like, you know, acknowledge. Not just let it, like, hang there for a second, but, like, acknowledge. Like, hey, man, sit down, you know? And and that's pretty yeah. great. Like, it it, it uh, kind of rings of, like, stand-up comedy when you hear a heckler. You're the and, heckler. Yeah, yeah, you know, and see, like, oh, yeah. I wonder how this person's going to handle that. So I really, yeah. really dig that, man. It's it's really awesome. It. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think that also live in real time that you feed off of that energy that you're getting. So if you have a good crowd and you have a good promo and you have a crowd that's responding to that promo, yeah. then it's like you're just creating an even better situation for the talent and a better situation for the fans ultimately because they're going to be the ones that are going to get to enjoy that versus, you know, obviously there's pre-taped promos in every mm -hmm. program and, and whatnot, and that's fine. But at some point also it's hard to believe your convictions if maybe it's your eighth take and you're just talking to a, you know, a wall or whatever kind of thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let's put a pin in it for a second. Uh, I want to take this time to talk to you about something that I've noticed rather recently. Um, I've seen a brand worn by, by some huge names in pro wrestling, like Jordan Grace, Priscilla Kelly, and actually some of the Cultaholic guys. Um, what was the name? Oh, that's right. It was the Clothesline brand. I also wanted to get one as I love the design of it, but just to be sure of the quality, I contacted them via email to know more about it. And the owner himself of the brand called, uh, contacted me back, and he replied, and he really, really like gave me some really cool details. It turns out Clothesline is the best place for pro wrestling-inspired streetwear. All of their products are 100% organic cotton, printed in a renewable energy power factory in the U.K., as mentioned before, worn by the likes of Jordan Grace, Priscilla Kelly, Jack G. King, Sam Driver, and Jen Louise of Cultaholic, plus many, many more. You can be a championship material just like everyone else when you buy from Clothesline. Their designs are underrated, their products are sustainable, and their brand is peerless. Make an entrance at any event, no pyro needed, at www 
getclothesline.co.uk. Once again, that's www.getclothesline.co.uk. You can follow them on Instagram at getclothesline and follow them on Twitter at clotheslined with two Ds. That's right, two Ds. And on Twitter. Thank you very much for your time and back to the show. Who experienced uh, some sports in college? What uh, does anything like that? Uh, was it an impactful sport? Was it football by any chance? <laughs> Most of the time, you, you yeah, it's football. I, I did football and I also did uh, amateur wrestling as well. Oh, nice! So both were contact uh, sports, and both uh, you know were were pretty rough on the body. But yeah. I'm glad I did both. I think both helped me um, more so than the actual. Um, like sports part of it. It was just like the, the regimen of being able to be disciplined, uh, the mental strength of being able to push myself, um, all that kind of stuff. I think that's what got me ready for wrestling. Obviously, like doing drills and all that helped with my footwork. Um, and it did help build up my body so that it was ni- I had a nice strong base before I got into wrestling and whatnot. But more than anything, I think just mental fortitude and, you know, being in situations where you're just going to have to push yourself. I think those are important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, one of the things that I recently, <laughs> that I really appreciated in, uh, in NWA was the tournament for the television, uh, the television title, um, sure. was the, uh, the time limit because it really added this other layer to it because there was this sense of urgency that you had to finish your opponent, uh, you know, in that, uh, the, I think it was six minutes, five seconds. Or is it five yep. minutes? Yeah, right. Six minutes, five seconds. Six minutes, five seconds. Yep. Yeah, uh, and uh, it really added another layer. Um, and and you mentioning that you uh, you really you grew up with the attitude era. Was there is there any uh, gimmick style match that you'd be interested in, and that would also fit within the realms of NWA, the NWA structure um, that you would like to you know kind of bring into uh, an episode or a pay per view? Yeah, I mean, of course, I would love to do. Uh you know, anything uh, like a, a strap match or any any of those kind of old school. I, I did do a bull rope match while uh, with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which was really fun. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, yeah, it got nice and bloody. It's on YouTube <laughs> if anyone wants to check it out. Um, I, I think, you know, cage match is obviously super appealing. Um, you know, and it, like those are kind of the classic ones that I think you can really still have some good artful storytelling. Um in, and I think those are the ones I'd be I'd be interested in for sure. Uh, ladder match uh, as, as well, although that's a little less old. I mean, you know, I think the first one, first famous one, anyway, is like early early '90s or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love uh, stipulation matches. I would definitely like to have some fun with that, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully get get the chance to uh, to work on some of those in, in the future. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I mean. Uh, especially going after uh, those those tag titles, it'll make things uh, <laughs> make things interesting. Uh, For sure. Uh, but uh, aside from the tag titles, uh, uh, you you think about going towards the television title soon? Uh, right now, right now they're kind of building up uh, uh, a, a little bit of a rivalry with you. And um, oh, you'll have to forgive me. I forgot his name. <laughs> Sal, Sal Ronaldo. Yes, Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Honestly, it's, it's the so the next pay per view is Rocket Cup. So that's mm-hmm. tag titles are the first thing on my mind. But after that, other than the ten pounds of gold, because Nick has that, so it's already in house. It's already strictly business. 
yep. uh, the TV title, the national title, you know, they bring out another title. I don't care. I want that. Like more titles means more money equals, you know, you're in a better spot. You can provide for yourself and your family a lot better. So like, that's, that's where I'm at. It's like the more gold you have, the more green you have, you know? Oh, that's awesome. That's an awesome way to put it. That is definitely great. Um, well, uh, aside from uh, the NWA, did you ever have any? Uh, I mean, uh, of course, there's WWE, and they, uh, now there's is AEW or anything like that. Uh, but uh, did you said you went to DDT, which is is of course in in Japan? Uh, did you ever uh, have a tryout for NJPW or, or any of the other J- Japan-based companies? Uh, no, unfortunately, I did not. Uh, by the time they brought around. Um, the, the whole Young Lions thing, they brought that back. I was already about to turn 30, so I never ended up doing one of those camps because I'm kind of old to be a Young Lion, although I know there have been, obviously, exceptions and whatnot. Um, I don't know if my knees would hold up doing a thousand squats a day and all that. <laughs> I would have, you know, I would still probably love to try if uh, if, if there had really been a good opportunity. But no, I, I did DDT, and also that's another thing. It's like I still do have, you know, I did the DDT Mania show last year. Um, I like to think of myself as a DDT guy, and while I would love to work with uh, you know any company in Japan, um, you know I, DDT will always have a special place in my heart, and I want to know that I had their blessing. That's pretty great, man. Uh, um, well, uh, on your downtime, do you get to watch wrestling? Do you get to? Uh, would you like to watch modern stuff? Is it, uh, or do you prefer kind of going back and and doing some studying, so to speak? Um, honestly, I don't like watching a lot of wrestling. I, uh, I don't like burning myself out on wrestling. I'll watch a little bit. It's mostly like I'll watch stuff if my friends are, are doing stuff. Obviously, if, uh, uh, Jungle Boy is in a big match, I, I loved his match with MJF. That was MJF's cool. another talent that I am a big fan of. Um, so I'll, I'll check for stuff like that, but I'm not, like, I, I'll, I'll watch Brock Lesnar matches. Brock's fucking great, man. Yeah. Brock, Brock's one of the best, uh, yeah. you know, ever probably. But uh, other than that, like, I'm not going out of my way to watch. You know, I can't. I just there's not enough hours in the week, and I, there's no point. Like, I'm not just trying to burn myself out watching 27 hours of programming from all the different <laughs> yeah. uh, companies. You know, it's, it's and it's no disrespect to them. I would expect them to feel the same way about me. It's like. If everything is wrestling 24-7, one, you're in your own bubble and you'll never be able to get out of it and you're driving yourself crazy and burning yourself out. And two, I don't think it's like going to necessarily help. Like I I spend far more time practicing my own craft and worrying how to make myself better than worrying about, you know, what else is going on on all these other programs. You know what I mean? Like it's like. I'm I'm more concerned with Royce Isaacs and what I can do for myself, uh, and that sounds super selfish, but wrestling is a selfish sport. So yeah, no, I'm I'm just trying to make my own my own brand the best I can and enjoy. Uh, you know, there's so much other entertainment other than wrestling that you know you can enjoy in your downtime. That's great out there to digest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely. Uh, I uh, recently got uh, got back into working out, and man, it's. Uh, uh, it, it, that's there. That in itself, working out in itself is. If you want to keep up, if you want to be healthy, that in itself has to take priority. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great, man. Uh, but uh, speaking of which, what's uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's what what song gets you uh, pumped up the, when you hit hit the gym? Is there one specific song or a specific band? 
Um, man, it changes uh, every week kind of thing. I would say anything with a good beat to it. I listen to a lot of rap. Uh, right now I'm going through, uh, I just kind of discovered Denzel Curry. I know he's been around for a little bit, but <laughs> I just started getting into him. He's He's got some good aggressive rap that's fun to uh, lift to. Um, I mean, like I'm a big Cameron fan. I listen to any Cameron. Um, and then honestly for working out, I think any kind of like 90s thousands like crunk music is really good because it's really aggressive and ignorant and like when you're throwing around weights you don't need like a positive message you just need like crunk in your system and you're just like put on another plate you know yeah absolutely uh well mr isaacs thank you so much for your time but before we go um was there anything you would like to tell any up-and-coming wrestlers any uh any hints tips uh anything any kind of message you want to send to them yeah just uh work your work your hardest Focus on your craft. Listen to the people that care about you, that give advice, and the people that know what they're talking about, that give you advice. And uh, consistency is the biggest thing. Excellent, so. sir. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, where can our uh, listeners reach you if they want to uh, contact you anywhere? At Royce Isaacs on Instagram, at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, uh, at Royce Isaacs, I want to say on Facebook or Facebook slash voice Isaacs uh, with a, the like page and whatnot. Um, I think that's about it. I probably don't want anyone uh, showing up in my house. So yeah, that's not going to give the address. That's a good <laughs> line in the sand to draw. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where I'm going to have to draw the line in the sand. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, that's all the social media. I, I feel like there's always new social media. I don't have a TikTok, so oh, okay. don't reach out yeah. to me on TikTok. If you see someone on TikTok impersonating me, report that guy because that's not me. What would you don't do? have a Snapchat? If, if, um, if you do have know. a TikTok, what, like for what is it like ten seconds? What would you do? Just like working out, uh, like little pranks. Uh, it would probably be really freaking dumb. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Righteous, sir. Well, thank you once again very much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it here at Shooting Star Press, and we cannot wait to see uh, what the future has in in store for you. Uh, Ro- and ladies Hell and gentlemen, yeah. Royce Isaacs. Thanks so much.